Hey, Mark here from the editing booth. I'm gonna do a little bit of a preamble recording here because later in the show, you're gonna hear me say, hey, it was kind of a big week of news. And then I like wasn't looking at my notes and kind of missed all the important things I wanted to talk about. So I'm just gonna put them here before the show starts. First thing, uh, there's a project called Charity EP Jam, which is a yearly uh, charity album benefiting able gamers uh, organized by our pal, friend of the show, Chell Wong. Um, this year, she got 50 composers to uh, contribute songs to this. It ended up being a double album. And in fact, I wrote a song for it. And it comes out this Friday, June 11th. Please check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Um, again, it benefits able gamers and a bunch of really, I've heard a lot of this music. It's so great. Um, really, really cool project. So please check that out. Second piece of news, also for charity, uh, and also friend of the show, Alana Lanier, um, put together a bundle on itch.io called the Indie Bundle for Palestinian Aid. Uh, all proceeds go to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees, um, and it is a bundle of a thousand games. Um, it has already raised over half a million dollars, but what it may not have raised yet is your dollars. So please, you only have a day and a half left to contribute uh, so please, please do a uh, minimum of $5 and you get over a thousand games. We're very proud of Alana for putting this together. A lot of uh, our work is in it. A lot of great stuff from our community as well as some really good uh, indie heavy hitters. Third thing real quick, uh, later in the episode, I do talk about uh, and in fact announce the game I'm working on for the Playdate, the cute little handheld console made by Panic. Um, this week, you may have seen the news that they um, announced, they kind of did a, an E3 style Nintendo Direct they talk a lot more about the stuff they're working on, um, announce when pre-orders are going to begin and all of that stuff. So lots of new information and new news on that. I encourage you to check it out. That'll be in the show notes. But what's great is that the game I'm working on was part of that showcase. And I'm really proud of that. Um, when we recorded this episode, I didn't quite know exactly what would be known at this time. So I don't really get into it. Um, but I'm, we're going to have those uh, details in the show notes uh, for you to check out as well. So three things I missed. Uh, Charity EP Jam, itch.io Palestinian Aid Bundle and uh, news about the playdate, including a project from yours truly. So please check all that stuff out and enjoy this very special episode of Nice Games Club. From one single location in Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development, but not this time. We're going to be talking about a bunch of other random crap because we have no agenda for this one. It's a special, 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 special in-person special. Special. Where we are all in the same room together. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, that's the draw. That's the hook. Right. That's the special part. So let's get going. <laughs> so let's start. If, if everyone is ready. Uh huh. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel too. Hi. So this is going to be, uh, dear listener, uh, this is going to be a weird one. Yeah. Um, we don't know if it's going to be any good. Um, yeah. But it's important for us. So I don't care that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fine. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We're charis charismatic. Charismatic. That's how you speak. Charismatic. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's very awkward because like I'm not used to using this microphone. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lean back. I'm going to turn down your microphone a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, we've had difficulties the whole uh, the whole pandemic with my voice because the way I speak. I like speak very quietly sometimes and other times I'm very loud. <laughs> so, and I don't control it. I don't control it very well. Actually, this is a problem that my, when I go to like family gatherings and things, <laughs> my dad will very frequently be like, Hey, can you, can you, can you be quiet? And I'm like, no, I can't. I don't know how to do that. 
And then three <laughs> minutes later, like, but can you speak up? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, they never have it. I think I'm probably a lot louder with my family than I am with most people. <laughs> I mean, I've known you a little while. Yeah. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've seen me with my brother. So yeah, that's maybe. True. <laughs> I guess listeners have heard me with my brother. Yeah. So they know about it. So, Ellen, this <sighs> is a particularly new thing. We're staring at each other right in the eyes right now. You Stop. And, me. <laughs> and you've been a get you you were a guest on the show a bunch of times before we uh, brought you on as a permanent host. Yeah. And we your first couple episodes we were recorded in my kitchen. And then we immediately went up. So basically, your tenure has been pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so is super weird for you, I bet. It is. A, it is weird. I remember when I was a guest a second time or maybe a third time we recorded here in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, when I joined the host, when I joined the show as a permanent host, literally like the day after, it feels yeah. like then the pandemic started and we had to figure this Whole and we we developed a whole bunch of system. I mean, this is true of all podcasts. Uh, you know, we developed a whole way to do this, and we we hit the ground running. We didn't miss a week. I think yeah. I'm pretty proud of us that we were able to make it work. Mm-hmm. We developed new structures for the show. We got a whole bunch of new guests. Right. We I think I think with the grow the the show grew a lot mm-hmm. yeah. in the past year. Um, and I think like a lot of people who like are learning lessons from the pandemic or or just being kicked out of their routine and finding a new way. It's not always related to the pandemic. But I, I think we did that, too. Um, and so it's weird for me, too, because like it's not just going back to before pandemic time, but before all the growth that the show has had in the past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does seem strange. Just looking at the two of you two feet away from me. It's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. So weird. you guys. It, it, yeah, it is. There's no. Well, I have a screen in front of me. It's my laptop, but yeah. <laughs> there's no faces on it. I'm just seeing text. Right. My face is over here. Yeah. My face is over here. <laughs> I can't I can't do both things yeah. anymore. Ah. So we are recording in uh, my home office now. We moved out of my kitchen. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we're going to be here for a while, but we're still going to be doing, I think, interviews are probably going to be remote mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, you know, the we'll talk, get into more pandemic stuff, but the pandemic is not over. Right. I think it's, you know, in, in we are celebrating um, and, and I think it's very rewarding for us to be able to move to this next stage, but it doesn't mean it's over. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the show is going to be going to a hybrid model, I guess we're going to go back and forth. We have to write a new intro for these in-person ones. Why do you got to bring that up? Uh, (laughs) There's a lots of little flotsam related to the program that I think longtime listeners who have seen, heard the show change over the years evolve slowly in bits and pieces. Right. right. Uh, it's another era of that. It's going to be interesting because today we recorded an interview today. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was the episode you listened to last week. Um, which were which was great. I was yeah. so that was, was a good, very good, good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the two of you um, got uh, 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 got on a train and in the car and came over here. Yes. And um, and now we're doing our stuff. But we can't. I don't know if we can do that each time where we record. What there's too much time in the day for that to work necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new world. Yeah, we're gonna have to come up with something. I don't know. We haven't we've not figured it out yet. Yeah, but no. I think we definitely. I mean, we could just keep recording remotely. It's working just fine. We don't want to do that, right? Yeah. No, we yeah, in person is. <laughs> I know. So nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I got it, that was this whole week for me. It's like second dose was two weeks ago on Tuesday, and then I had a whole bunch of things where I was visiting people. This is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Did, do you feel like you overloaded it a little bit? Uh, no, okay. but I think anything. But I am looking forward to working from home tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. not tomorrow. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's Memorial Day, right? So right. some people aren't working, but I will be because 
I don't know, because it's time for me to go yeah, back into my cave. You have you control your own schedule. Yeah, I control now. my own schedule. Right. Right. right, right, exactly. So, yeah, no, I don't think I overloaded myself, but uh, it has been a it has been like a little bit like jumping into a lake in May, where it's like, yes, okay, I feel that. You know? Yeah. Okay. Sure, if you yeah. don't live near lakes, May is a cold month for lakes. The lakes <laughs> are still cold in May. So if you jump into a lake during May, it's going to be cold. Yeah. That's not to say it's unpleasant. I didn't know you're, that. You're going to feel lived it. here all my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. I mean, to be fair, I don't usually jump in lakes in May because right, it's cold. Like, right. Now I, I, <laughs> yeah. now I know not to do that. Right, right, right. Do it. Even though I haven't done that before. Uh, <laughs> I got to work on my analogies more in person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, um, I was just coughing a minute ago and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just mute, mute myself. Wait, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> mute yourself by slamming your face into a pillow. And yeah, that's that, it. That's the, that's the strat. No, <laughs> it's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's something. It's something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, Until you're done coughing, not permanently. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. use the pillow, and then eventually they just stop making any noise. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, visiting. I, I mean, I, uh, I was fully vaccinated on Thursday. I saw um, an out of town friend mm-hmm. immediately. She, uh, she had been vaccinated for I think a month mm-hmm. or something beforehand too. Um, but yeah, like that was really nice. Um, and it's kind of weird, like this whole pandemic i was very nervous that like coming in person meeting people again in person being social and stuff would be um real awkward mm-hmm. again because like you hadn't done it in a year and some change so like um i thought maybe i have forgotten some things but it felt very natural for me um doing it again yeah um i mean yeah. it's a cliche but like it's like riding a bike or whatever yeah but it we've all developed new habits but it's a uh, 14 months is a long time it's not quite long enough to forget everything. <laughs> yeah, but it but it moves a lot of it outside the uh, to the back of your mind. Yes, and so you you don't know what you remember. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as a result, there's a little bit of a reset too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like your social uh, interactions and such, you kind of get the opportunity to do a little bit of resetting and reevaluating on how you enjoy social interactions and how you don't. Okay. I know there's a bunch of people who like don't want to work in offices anymore because mm-hmm. they had to you know work from home mm-hmm. um for so this long and they, they felt perfectly fine with it for me it just reestablished the fact that i definitely need office. <laughs> i can't do it i'm sick of working on my couch in my in my one bedroom of her <laughs> uh, um so yeah like yeah it's kind of yeah it's wild seeing that. i think yeah. for me it's my personal the thing that i've noticed most over the last week is that my personal bubble of space has expanded yeah a little mm-hmm. bit so like just a little bit ago when we were all hanging out when i first got here we were all hanging on mark's living room and we were all sitting and i was like one corner of the room and mark was one corner of the room and steven was on the couch and i'm like wait a second i don't have to sit over here eight <laughs> feet away yeah i can sit on the couch with steven yeah <laughs> and i had to realize that and then I had to do it, but it yeah. like autumn, like my instinct was to sit on the opposite side of the room where I was safely outside of everyone's six foot, you yeah, know, yeah, space. Yeah. It's it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder um, how quickly we're all going to go back to having the sniffles, you know, um, yeah. after after an event or something. I you know like the um, I think a lot of people have heard this, but like flu season was non existent this right. year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, for the reasons that makes you'd expect. And I think people are like, oh, I'm going to keep wearing a mask. I've never been sick. I've been, you know, been, been as healthy or whatever. I, I wonder how dedicated people are going to be to holding on to some of those good habits. And, and you know, or just because again, it's only been, it's, you know, my, it's not enough to forget everything. Mm-hmm. We might yeah. just, you know, people might just have a mask in their backpack or purse or pocket uh, mo- more often, but maybe it won't actually change that much. Maybe things will just go very much back to normal in a lot of ways. Yeah. It'll be very interesting in the next, you know, and over the next year to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and not especially because, you know, I mean, as a, you know, we have an international audience, so this might seem a little bit premature to some folks in other countries, but, yeah. uh, you know, the U.S. is is at a steady pace. We're about 50% uh, vaccinated, at least one dose uh, in the United States and the different states have different different rates. But like, um, but yeah, that, that, that timeline is going to be different for everybody and it's going to be, the last bit of it is going to still so far away. Like I think a lot of us individually, um, a lot of our life is going to go back to normal, but the world around us won't right fully right away. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some time to adjust to that. And e- like even our, we're like slowly getting to the point where like we can do the things that we were able to do uh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, like going to a movie theater and stuff, going to a restaurant and feeling comfortable with that, um, and you know, not necessarily having to. And, and not everybody, I guess, wearing masks um, to, 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 you know, serve your food and such. Yeah. Um, all of those things are going to be eventually coming back, but it'll just it'll just be a slow process. So and it'll just be hard to know when. It's safe again. Yeah. I don't know, because we only have statistics and we don't really we haven't been really given. I mean, th- throughout the entire pandemic, we haven't really been given guidelines as to how we're supposed to interact in a lot of ways. There's like been you can't go to things and then you can go to things, but like that's not a good, yes, yeah, way of that. That doesn't tell you what you need as an individual and what you feel comfortable with. So it's just going to be kind of just a slow transition getting back to all of those things again. I miss movies. Yeah, I miss yeah. going to the theater. I miss like I can't like I I I hate watching horror movies. But one thing that was nice about horror movies. Is that like if I'm scared, I can just hold on to whoever's next to me. I can't do that when you live by yourself. Yeah. I can hold on to a, a pillow, I guess, but it's not the same. <laughs> Pillows aren't quite warm. Yeah. You heat up your pillow. Mm-hmm. They that's don't get scared very easily. Yeah. That's one thing that's nice about pillows. That they they don't rock. get scared? No, they don't I, get scared. I, yeah. used to, I used to go to matinees because, you know, I'm a, I, I, with a freelance lifestyle, I could like take an afternoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I used to, when I would get, stir crazy in my home office i would go to matinees and i would just be like i would see whatever like i yeah i mean i'm I'm pretty picky when it comes to media but i i would drop my guard a little bit and <laughs> just to go have an afternoon out yeah and just eat some nachos in the dark and you know there weren't a lot of other people usually at these showings so it was kind of just still sort of by myself mm. and and but i definitely it's gonna be a while before i can like go see a bad movie again yeah because like i do miss movies as well but I, I, I guess I just missed the nachos in the dark part. So it's going to be a while to re- before I remind myself, like, no, it's okay to see this crappy film because mm-hmm. you just want to eat nachos in the dark. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. Right. Yeah. Um, like, it's not this, spe- it feels like a special event now. Yeah. And it will be a special event the first time where you're going to want to go see a good movie with, right. with your nachos. Yes. So right. You're not going to want to waste those nachos on a bad movie. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That well, makes sense. Ellen, you put together a short list of things that you want to do now. I do. That you can. That I can. Um, it would now be a good time to run through them. Sure. <laughs> Let me check my notes. 
Um, this would be this is a good comparison for listeners because like you know we're not the most prepared program in podcasting history. What? What? But, no but, way. But we have outlines. <laughs> we do, we do prep work. Yes. This is what it's like when we do less of that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh boy, that puts things in perspective mm-hmm. too because I do a lot of the prep work. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stephen. No, I well mean done. what I mean is we do so little prep work, <laughs> 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 and a lot of that is me. So. <laughs> I appreciate y'all saying thank you. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so here are my. I, there are more than three things, but I wrote down three things. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I would like to do, and I might need to do this sometime this week, is to go get a waffle at the Buzz Cafe down in Burnsville. Oh. Okay. So the Buzz Cafe, it's a little cafe, you know, and it's called the Buzz. Yes. Um, Following you so far. Okay, good. You're with me. And they have like 200 different types of waffles, like waffles that you can get toppings, just all kinds, like pages and pages and pages of different waffles, sweet waffles and fruit waffles and savory waffles. They have a Cuban waffle. It's part of their savory waffle menu. Mm. And it's like all the ingredients of a Cuban sandwich, but on a waffle. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so good. And I haven't had it in so long. And I really just want. I just really want that waffle. I want that good, good waffle. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. You've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm gonna, oh, that's. I'm gonna take Eric and I'm gonna go get a waffle today, this week. That's my plan. Sounds I, good. I should double check that they're actually doing like dining service, although they have outdoor seating. Okay, but I mm-hmm. want to inside and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want that waffle. Yeah, I want that savory waffle. Um. <laughs> And for some reason, I want to go bowling. Oh, that's okay. Cool. Oh, that, now I want to go bowling. I know, right? Like it just hit me. I, I kind of want to go bowling. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go. Bowling. Stephen, come bowling with you us. I mean, have... I'll go with you for social purposes, but I don't actually want to go bowling. I don't Bo- know. Bowling places have waffle fries. Yeah, I do like waffle fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Some of them have tater tots. Yeah. Pizzas. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. Do you not like bowling? No, I don't dislike bowling. I just don't. I. I for some reason you said bowling. I was like, I have no interest one way or the other. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I, I I am more interested in the social aspect of it. So I would mm-hmm. go bowling with people. Even though, would you go bowling? Is it if every time someone gets up to throw a ball, uh, uh, they hug you on the way to the up to the lane? Okay, that's okay. Good. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> You'll be so sick of hugs. <laughs> I don't think you know me well enough, Ellen. Oh boy, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I probably would get sick of that one. It's like, am I turn the ball? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. <laughs> I'm not good at bowling, to be clear. Like, I don't this isn't. Yeah. I'm really... No one's good at bowling. That's not the point. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> there, are, there are some people, but I don't play with them because I'm so bad. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, that's a very non pandemic safe activity, right? Like all these people moving around, yes. touching the ball and. Touching the ball and being like, oh, no, that's not the one I want and putting it back. Exerting themselves. Putting their food in their face. There's lots of air blowers in various places. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, so not pandemic safe, but Uh that's like, that's the symbolism of it. Okay. Yeah. You know? Now I'm interested in bowling as a a symbol. Yeah, the (laughs) the symbolism. That's interesting. You just want to go, like, touch this ball. This is not my ball. Put it down. I'm also going to touch this ball. It's not my ball. We're just going to touch the ball and put it back because yeah. you can. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Dang. 
bowling is the true me- <laughs> measurement. <laughs> it's freedom. It's what freedom is. It's freedom is bowling. That's what our forefathers fought for. Yeah. <laughs> bowling. Yeah. That's a practice. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to do, Ella? Have people over. Yeah. At my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever been in your house ever. I have not. I don't think so. You should have us over. Yeah. yeah. If you need if you need an idea for who to have over. You, you guys? Us, yes. Okay. Yes. Good I'm, idea. I'm available. Good idea. I'll check the calendar, but I'm pretty sure I'm available. <laughs> I do have dogs. Just be aware. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind, but I'd still come over. Yeah. yeah. I have hung out with your dogs because you've brought them places where I have been. Yeah, that's but right. I have not uh, seen your dogs in their uh, natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is making noise at you during the podcast <laughs> making, recording. Making noise. <laughs> Even earlier today, I'm sure you heard it, Dante go. <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Yeah, no, I put him in, I put him in the office with me so that he wouldn't bark at people walking by. Yep. Um, and then so he, instead he made those sounds, so there's no way to win. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had some people over for game night on Thursday night. Um, we've been doing like discord games, mm-hmm. um, like on tabletop simulator and board game arena and stuff like that for several weeks. This is mostly the people who I used to do D and D with. Um, but D and D is currently on hold because one of our players just had twins. Mm. Oh, so We've been doing tabletop games instead, and they, they came over and we did tabletop games at the table. Whoa! <laughs> and we put snacks in a bowl, and we all ate from that bowl. Whoa! <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, it was amazing. So stuff like that, yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, we could like we could come over and we could all play vengeance. Yeah, I gotta fix some bucks first. <laughs> <laughs> the game is finished. It's out. I know, but there's like a soft lock issue, and uh-huh. the time trial doesn't work, and I wanted to put that in. Well, when Steven's not there, we'll play Vengeance, because yeah. we don't, we don't want to stress <laughs> right, Steven right. It's No, it's fine. We can play it. I, I've shown my game off enough to know that, that you know, that's just how games work. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Those are my uh, three things. I don't have a list. I didn't make a list. Oh, I yeah. was told we weren't going to have a script, so I didn't no. prepare a script. Right, you no. will you will be graded at the end of the program. Oh, but, really? <laughs> but you didn't have to prep if you didn't think you had to. Um, thank goodness this is an open notes test. <laughs> um. You can put bowling on your list now. No, I don't. I still don't. Know. <laughs> Not even symbolic bowling. I mean, symbolic, yeah, symbolically I will bowl, but okay. uh, metaphorically I will not. I don't know. I don't know what those words but mean. I guess. Actually, will you? Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't have a list of things I just want to do. No, okay. I do have things I would like to do. I want to go to a club. Mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. gone to a club in a long time, and I miss dancing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your favorite place? Where's the first place you're going to try to go? I just, my friends would just drag me to places. That's oh, the thing. okay, gotcha. <laughs> so I, I don't remember a lot of the clubs. <laughs> um, I'd just go to them and then dance. He likes when his friends drag him to places, and still, he's, re- he's resistant to bowling. Well, we'll have to- <laughs> I said I'd go. Steven, we're going to a club. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally not bowling. (laughs) I'll dance with you at the bowling place. There we go. There we go. That sounds good. Um, Yeah, I want to do that. Uh, What else do I want to do? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I have, I think I've been sort of avoiding, like, fantasizing about things I would like to do at the end of the pandemic because I was like, well, I'm in the middle of the pandemic. If I do that, this is just going to be torture. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now we're getting to the point where we can do it. So now I feel a little overwhelmed because it's like, 
I can do all these things. I mostly just want to see people I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's mostly what I want because I just miss inter like I I interacting with people online I do not enjoy as much as interacting with people in person. Mm-hmm. Um I mean just literally what we're doing right now feels a lot better. And I we've been afforded a lot of opportunities just due to us being able to record the podcast online. Yeah. And I I I, I am a very appreciative of that and I really enjoyed that we were able to do that. But um I mean at the same time it was a bit of a sacrifice I suppose cuz it's just mm-hmm. I just really like that. Just like being in person with people. Yeah. Um so that I guess is basically what I want is I just want to be able to be in person with people mm-hmm. and also dance at clubs. <laughs> got, got, I mean, I th- I'm I think intellectually, I think I agree that being with people in person is better than watching them in a little, little Zoom box. Like, mm-hmm. there's just no arguing that. Yeah. But I and I we've talked about this and when we've done our pandemic check ins, like I don't I don't know I don't doesn't bother me as much as sure. I think it bothers other people and that kind of worries me a little bit because like now. Not that I'm not eager to go back to things, but like I'm not I'm not going to be making any plans really. Like yeah. I'm not motivated to like I mean I I've got I've got you guys over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I don't I don't do a podcast with anybody else. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm uh, I I I am a little bit worried about being left out of the the coming out party that it, we're all going to have. I I don't I don't think I think that makes sense specifically for you Mark just because yeah. I mean I know you long time at this point and like um you are social but like I, I think you like having a tight-knit group of people that is true so we're that tight-knit group of people yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah, i like having you all in little boxes where you <laughs> just organize where i can know, keep track of you yeah and where ellen can't touch your stuff <laughs> i'm touching his stuff now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a drawer with you can just reach. assume throughout the rest of this recording that ellen is, ellen touching is just something. opening drawers and grabbing things in, yep. my, in my office it's it's yeah, <laughs> everything will work. Yeah, totally you invited us over. You you, you yeah. expected this. I hope. <laughs> but I will say the things I do yeah. miss the is uh, it's kind of boring. Really, it's like I kind of just want to go to a restaurant for lunch. Sure, and put up pull up my laptop and stay there for four hours. Yeah, oh, that that's not amazing. boring at like, all. That, that's something I would do a lot to get out of my um my routine when I was working. Yeah, is I would just go to another place to work and like the chairs weren't as comfortable. And like after a while, that like you know they weren't as excited about refilling my soda because <laughs> they weren't going to get another tip from me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh. And you know I didn't have my 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 two displays in front of me, and it was just a, a less ideal. But like I just needed that refresh sometimes. Yeah. Um. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna like going back to that, but that's that is still me by myself. Um. I do well. You, you, I mean, in that if you're going to a restaurant, you would be by yourself in that, like, you wouldn't necessarily be interacting with a lot of people, but like, yeah. you would be in a space where other people, aside from your wife, are in. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? That's so true. I think that also, I will say one of the things that, you know, is um, I think I've said it on the show before, but mm-hmm. like, being locked in this apartment with Dale this whole this whole time yeah. has been amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you are all uh, worse for not having your lock in experience that I had. Like, <laughs> Dale started working from home. Like we just we hang out all the time. It's so great. Uh, I love her so much. Um, And so I'm I'm very fortunate that like that, you know. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good on my own. But like I start out, I got Dale with me all the time, and Mm -hmm. so that that is alone to me is having that. If I didn't have that, I think I would be a much more depressed person about all of this. So I guess I have to remember that part of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I love people and I love out in the world. But yeah, I don't know that I I. I want to necessarily like I don't want to go to the club. 
Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think the club is a I, I like, kind I, of thing. Do you want to go bowling? I, well, not when you air quote it like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ellen, take take Mark to, to bowling and take me to the club. What does that mean, though? <laughs> Where I, I are we going? Is, she's taking both of us to her basement to chop off our arms. <laughs> We, we'd, we'd be visiting your house. We'd be over at your place. That's true. Hey. <laughs> we're just going to plan a series of outings. Once to my house, uh-huh. everyone will leave with all of their arms. <laughs> I'm going to need that in writing. <laughs> at least for, I can't promise for my dogs. Just kidding. Um, and then we'll go bowling and then we'll go to the club. There we go. Perfect. Sounds pretty good evening. I yeah, mean, for, first you'll be a little miserable then I'll be a little miserable yeah. and then the night will be over and we'll all leave like happy. <laughs> yeah. Ellen will be most pleased, which is the important part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I interrupted you, though, Mark. I'm sorry. We were saying something about oh, something. J- just- <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to use that line. Like, <laughs> when, when I want someone to be mad at me, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> so you were saying something about something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. Oh boy. Um yeah, I I I I want to see other people out in yes. the world enjoying the world. Yes. Like I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a believer in society and so yeah, I, yeah. that that fills my heart even if I'm sitting in a corner uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh by myself. Yeah. So, um I do also miss working around other people. Mm-hmm. Um and and so as much as I I am like you know I've got my command center my home office I'm very comfortable got everything I need it's my it's my best working environment yeah um but I do miss working in a space with other people because again I get to see other people do their work and even if I don't talk to everyone all day like there's a there's an energy to that and right. I, I do really like that yeah um so but it's not the all of my like get back into the world are not things I can go do it's like things that are now happen while I do other things or so I, I don't know it's kind of a uh, Having a harder time putting it into like a, a checklist or something. I sure. I I mean I I think all of the things you're describing are things I really want too. Yeah. Um. It. But yeah, I think you, you're right in that. Like, it's not like a a, a checklist sort of thing. It's like a, a, an essence. It's like a a a fact of existence that like we haven't really had a yes, chance to experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get to experience that again. It's like environmental. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're you're. It's like waiting for a specific type of weather, or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like waiting for a seasonal change. Right. Like, I can't yeah. wait till the days get above 75. You know, that actually is something that I miss, too, a little bit. We live in Minnesota, and it gets super cold. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to experience super coldness, which... What are you saying, Stephen? <laughs> I'm saying I, I like to... just going to hibernate every winter. I like to fear for my life a little bit. That's part of the pleasantries of Minnesota life. That's true. <laughs> Builds character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's not below 50 in my apartment, then I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh... <laughs> Part of being connected to nature is freezing your ass off. Wait, <laughs> yes. did, I, did I mishear you? You miss being outside in the cold? Is that what you're saying? I, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. okay. Just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really like what I have been doing most of the pandemic is I have just been stuck in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would go to my parents every once in a while and then it's been nice. But like I'd only be over there for like a day or an evening or a day. Um, and so it was mostly just me in my apartment. And I felt I don't have a car. So I felt very paranoid going to places because I didn't. In order for me to do that, I need to take a train mm-hmm. uh, and, or a bus or something. And so like, I would order all of my food, order all of my drinks or whatever things I needed, and it wouldn't leave. 
so I wouldn't really leave my apartment. And I know I could go out and go for walks, but I don't know. I um, normally when I I, I I do like walking, but normally I need a reason to go to a place mm-hmm. to walk. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so so as a result of that, I haven't really experienced weather changes mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. than just seeing it outside of my window. See, I like that. Yeah. I, I put on my coat three times this winter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Sure, it's yeah. literally the amount of times yeah. I put as, and I, I mean, I look pretty good in my coat, but I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I was happy to have uh, passed on that this year. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. That is interesting. Like, the, uh, I think that's common. People love the, 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 dr- the drift of time and the, the change of the way. Like, all of that is, is a part of feeling like you are part of the world. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that, but I understand it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, that's, it, it felt well, like a lot of people said like, you know, it was, it's been March, 2020 for, for 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For, um, yeah. and it really kind of felt like that because other than like seeing my window change, like weather and stuff, I didn't really experience the, 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 the changes in temperature Yeah, and, and you know, actual rain and snow and stuff. Like there are very frequently times when I forgot that there was snow on the ground and that it was actually winter, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Like it was, it was a. Uh, I don't know. I had a hard time with that. Yeah. I get, but like it, you know, at the same time, it was nice that I didn't have to experience extremely cold we- winters. Yeah. Right. Um, and didn't have to trudge myself through the snow. But I don't do know. you think that there was something that? Uh, yeah, because obviously freezing in outside in Minnesota winters is not yeah. fun. Yeah. But you're not talking about that. It's not the I want to feel something to feel alive. You, yeah, you're saying that there was something else about it that that you maybe didn't know that it, you missed. It, it just you, didn't feel like things were changing yeah. like it normally mm-hmm. does. Right, right, right. And that's yeah. And so like being able to experience that temperature change and weather change and it being raining means that each day is different. Mm-hmm. It felt like a lot of days were the same. It felt like five days of Monday and then two days of weekend. Yeah, you know, and it, it and it didn't feel like monday tuesday wednesday thursday you know yeah yeah Um, in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. what has been nice is like scheduling different like game sessions and stuff with people on different days because then it tells you oh today is tuesday right got star trek or whatever yeah um you know i would say yeah my week has been has has been more structured and routine yeah during the pandemic yeah because you have to schedule things Mm -hmm. to to happen Mm -hmm. there's much less spontaneity yeah um I don't mind that. I don't. I don't mind it either way. I guess, but it is just interesting that how you know. I wonder how much of that we'll, we'll hold on to. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, Ellen, you had weekly D and D for a hundred thousand years, so th- that <laughs> that's that's scheduling a social life is probably not new to you. Uh no, no, and it's just kind of the way that Eric and I operate because we have lots of different interests. So, like, if yeah. we were going to do something, it's like, is it on the calendar? No. Well, then it's not real. <laughs> yeah, you're both scrum masters at heart. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and just yeah, exactly. So it's not something I'm unused to, but taking it offline, you know, back out into the world is going to be weird. There's like stuff, stuff I haven't had to think about. Like when you're scheduling something, you're trying to meet up with somebody, there's like travel time that you have to account for. And there's traffic that you have to account for. And you have to like put your shoes on. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, those are all things. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I'll say. So I um this. So okay. So this is background here. So uh, I'm a I'm a type one diabetic. So when I go somewhere, I have to take things with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, ever since I was uh, I was young when I, I was diagnosed, I always have to have 
props with me wherever I go. Yeah. And so um, when I was younger, that was, you know, uh, syringes and vials and stuff. And, and these days it's an insulin pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was going to go there somewhere for a long time or the pump is low, I need to bring with me the supplies to refill it. Mm-hmm. And so I developed a habit pretty early on of always having a backpack or a satchel or something. So that's yeah. just how I, it doesn't matter if I need anything else. Like I always, you know, so, but that's one thing now that I've been going out running errands and stuff a little bit more freely in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I was fully vaccinated a few weeks before the two of you. Um, and so I, I've, I've started to just almost take advantage of it by like not ordering groceries and going to get groceries just because I could, Yeah, you know, um, you know, and I still same, like I didn't do anything different. I had the mask on and everything, but, um, it's now when I go out, I, it takes me much longer to get out the door Yeah, mm-hmm. because I forget that I have to like get all the things I need to get. Yeah. Um, whereas it used to be such that if I walked out the door without a, a, a backpack, it was, I was very nervous to not have extra stuff. And now, because now I have to re, 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 you know, rehabitualize that. I still know, I still uh, need to go do it. I just don't know where I put everything. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it feels like it takes twice as long, even though if you probably clocked it, it didn't. But it feels like it takes twice as long yeah. because you gotten rusty. Yeah, and I was, I always do the double check. People do like phone wallet keys or whatever. Yeah. Like I have kind of a hypersensitive version of that. Um, and so I do that, but, I'll, but I don't remember. I haven't had to do it. So like, I'm just way slower at it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I'll be like, Dale, I'm going to go uh, uh, run that errand now. I'll be back pretty soon. Should I pick up some lunch for you? And then by the time I actually get like, literally by the time I get going, it's been another half an hour Yeah, <laughs> because I've just been like, it, it sort of like stopped in my tracks and, um, and then Dale's just getting hungry. And <laughs> <laughs> how do I go out in the world again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Like I feel like a lot of those, those little small things, the habits. Like I, I mean, I don't remember when the bus leaves or the train leaves. Yeah, I used to be pretty good at knowing when the train would leave every in the morning and such. Um, and I mean, I haven't really had to take the train very much since I've been vaccinated. But, um, uh, you know, me not being familiar with that again, I have to re remember all of that stuff or re familiarize myself with that stuff. Uh, and so, uh, it's been it, yeah, like that, that, that. So I got to pick up all that again and remember all of that. It in its um. I'm going to be late for things. I think yeah. a lot more. Oh, no, you're totally right. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. And I'm at the mercy of the train. So it's just how it is going to be. I think right. it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind that. Actually, taking the train has been interesting. I mean, I've only taken it. Well, I took it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And like there was only one other one or two other people on in my car, mm-hmm. um, which was weird because I mean, it was it was in the evening. Um, and I realize that, you know, a lot of people are taking the train now, but just like only having a few people in the, in the cars. You know, so it's interesting. You, you were talking about that um, uh, off the air a little while ago. And yeah. I was, it was confused because I, I, I've taken the train downtown a few times mm-hmm. and um, in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's been less, um, less, less people, but still, you know, you still have to work to find your six feet between. Right. And, and I was thinking like, oh, well, you know, that must just be the case to work day. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of people who just have to take the train. Yeah. And this was back when, you know, earlier when I was fully vaccinated, it was still, I was still, still pretty rareish. So mm-hmm. I, I was assuming that it, it, it wasn't full back to normal. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's good that the train is still operating. It's still serving the community that it needs to. Yeah. And then you described your, but as the evening, I mean, this is a roundabout way of saying, I wonder if it's just that the train ridership that's dropped is elective train ridership, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. It's just like people who didn't have to take the train are no longer taking the train. Um, 
So it's just been it's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Which, well, that'll pick up now. It, yeah, it'll start picking up soon. But like one of the draws of taking the train is being able to see people doing whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's annoying because sometimes people be loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. But other times, you know, you I just... would say the fact that you have that romanticism of riding the train is just so heartwarming because <laughs> I think that's not what people would expect. They'd be like, oh, man, this train is empty. Finally, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, I feel like that is a draw of taking the train. Like, yeah. if I wanted to yeah. just go place by myself, I would have bought a car by now. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I take a lift or something, frankly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, having the train and like being able to see a bunch of people just taking the train, just sitting around yeah. and being in a space where other people are in, I think was nice. Yeah, this whole this whole pandemic has made me realize that that kind of experience is actually really important to me to have. Like, it's important for me to have that kind of experience on a regular basis Mm -hmm. because that's like I've had lots of small one on one contact, like going out and walking around with friends or my sister and I going to like a dog park with the dogs and walking around and hanging out with Eric and so on and so forth. So I've had a lot of like one-on-one contact. We've had the the game nights with friends, like we've been doing the podcast and I've had all these like small group conversations but going out and just being in a mass of people. Yeah. Of people doing just like existing. Yeah. Together. Generally, it's generally fine. Mm-hmm. And just being in that kind of space on a regular basis is something I really missed. Like I used to, when I was um, in the before times, mm-hmm. um, if I was having a rough day, I'd go down to the Mall of America. I don't like shopping at the Mall of America. I really don't. Like, I don't, yeah. as a shopping experience, like, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, but it is kind of like an indoor park, and they've made, they've like, lots of green spaces and yeah. kind of fun lights and things like that. So, I'd go there, and I'd grab a coffee, and i just kind of walk around and look at people and just walk. And it always calmed me down. It always made me feel better. Um, I would never buy anything, because that would not help me feel better. <laughs> Uh, it would have made me feel worse, but well, aside from the coffee, and then I would just like walk around and see people doing people stuff, and yeah. it was really reassuring. Yeah, and haven't had that in a long time. Right. So I'm looking forward to that too. Is the Mall of America open? I don't know. Um. Yeah, it probably is. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, so I things have everybody knows this in, in, in our American audience anyway. Like the the uh, like you were saying earlier, Stephen, about like not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um. There's been a little bit of like guidance whiplash. Um. And right. most recently, the CDC guidelines on on uh, vaccinated masks. I think a lot of people. Um. Uh. I want to say of our persuasion of folks who were very cautious and very trust the science type folks. Mm-hmm. It was very nerve wracking to suddenly hear like initially the guidance only two weeks prior was you know yes if you're vaccinated you still got to wear a mask just you know sit tight yeah uh, and then suddenly to turn around and change. Uh, my understanding, um, and I, I trust that th- that the the new guidance is based in science. Mm-hmm. Um, that vaccinated people are are not at risk uh, of being of spreading COVID, and that's yeah. very that is incredibly reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a social component to it that I think is a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I um, we've had some pretty good compliance here in Minnesota, but uh, at least in in Minneapolis. Um, uh, but I have seen more people without a mask on in the past two weeks. Which makes sense because it's the government saying it's fine now. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are still uh, just, be, you know, like they're not ready to be have that social interaction of like, uh, you know, because I'm not you're not talking to all the people around you as you <laughs> walk through the park or at the mall. Right. And so you don't know, you know, that sort of that like, you know, are you vaccinated or are you just like 
just not have your mask on because some people would forget or, or, you know, or worse, right. There's a lot of assumptions that, pe- that people make of each other, yeah. a, lot, a lot of lack of trust going around. And I, I think, I think that I can, tr- I think I can trust people like generally. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, that sort of unknowability is very frustrating and in a right. time of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think people are very frustrated by that. I'm a little less tolerant of people being like, um, uh, no, you can't change this rule because, and only because, a bunch of people will take advantage of it. Yeah, because I think they would have taken advantage of it regardless of that. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, and ultimately, like if you are going to trust the science, you want to you actually want to trust the science. Yeah. Um, but it, the messaging has been very confusing and very it's not been rolled out very well. Right. Um, and it has been kind of difficult. I'm like, I'm vaccinated. I can take my mask off at IKEA, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah. And I and uh, th- for social reasons, almost exclusively now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna it's a little strange. I think. Um, I just maybe think of this because you know, like the I'm sure the mall is open, and I'm sure people are navigating that right now. Yeah. Um, you know, but all throughout the pandemic, you know, not everybody could shop online, not everybody could work right. from home, and so a lot right. of I think a lot more things were open. Um, than maybe um, than certainly I was sort of like cognizant of. Mm-hmm. Um, because they had to be. Yeah. Um, and so there there are people who had who navigated this in a much more on the surface level, a ground level way. Uh, I'm just rambling now, but it's fine. This is what this whole episode yeah. is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, thinking about, like, the, yeah. What, what we have now that when we, we go out into the world and sort of is, I think what a lot of people experienced throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Because they were forced to by circumstance. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I, I really hope there's a lot of effort on um, the oral history of this, this year and a half uh, where people mm-hmm. talk about like what it was like for them. I think we've, we are drowning in people's experiences right now. Like uh, yeah. we're all talking to each other. We all have this thing in common, which is kind of great. Actually, we have a common ground. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a real value to that, but I really do hope that because we all are, we all, I'm, we're only hearing from the people in our lives. Right. I, I really, I would love to read a book of stories of regular people from all over the world. Um, yeah. Because I, there'll be a lot of things that are familiar. A lot of things I, because I, the more confident I am about how, what, what is happening, the, the, I always to catch myself like, mm. no, no, no. You know, it's, it's, it's really different for everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. And now that we go out in the world, I see like other people experiencing it, but I'm like, yes, but I'm, I'm seeing them having their experience now. I'm not right. seeing what those people did a month ago or two right. months ago yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I had the same, I had the same thinking when I was just walking to get to a place yeah. um, on, on Thursday. Like I was noticing people walking around living life, going into places. There were people in, sitting in uh, restaurants or whatever, mm-hmm. hanging out. And I was like, wow, this is a, <laughs> I'm imagining that people were doing this for a while now and I'm just now noticing it. Um, I kind of had those experiences throughout the whole pandemic because like when I would get rides from my brother or whatever, I would see people outside and be like, wow, there are people outside doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I had to, I, I did have to like leave my apartment to like turn in an assignment or something. So um, I, I like I wasn't completely locked in, but yeah, it, but every like it, it, it was in, I guess first like i would maybe leave every once a month or something um and so like i that experience or seeing people doing stuff over time and like sort of feeling like things changed but didn't change and i'm not being clear as to how much things had actually changed because i'm only seeing one specific instance of it made it very confusing to know how other people were dealing with stuff because like a lot of people were complaining about how people aren't wearing masks and stuff and from my perspective, I was like, isn't everybody wearing masks? Because I yeah. only saw myself. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. 100% I'm, of the people around me are wearing masks. Right. 
well, let me ask really good you. compliance in this apartment. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask the both of you because that's in talking to people um, from other states and other countries yeah. in this past year. And a lot of people are being very, they get very frustrated. I think anecdotes become data in your mind. Yeah. And so people kind of, or other people's anecdotes become data in your mind. Right. And so I think there's a, there was a lot of um, like that, that growing distrust in other people. I, I, I'm, I've been very nervous about that. Yeah. And hearing, because what, because what I have seen is I have seen. When I have gone out, when I've had to, when I've gone grocery shopping at three in the morning, you know, yeah. early in the pandemic, yeah, um, you know, or when I had to go out into the world, I, for the most part, and I, this is very much my experience, but I mostly saw, I didn't see a lot of, con- I didn't see any confrontations. Right. I didn't, for the most part, people had masks on. Yeah, people walking through parking lots on their way back to their car didn't take their mask off till they got in their car. Yeah, it seemed to be a pretty. I think people understood, but I don't know how true that is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how widespread is that? So for the two of you. Did you see a lot of situations where, or, or even anecdotally, where people like at grocery stores or whatever, because I, I feel people talk about it and I'm like, I don't know. I think people are doing fine. Um, at least in at least the slice of life that I'm exposed to. Um, I really only heard it from other people. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't really go to grocery stores or anything. Yeah. So from, uh, from what, other, what I heard from other people, people were not wearing masks. But I mean, that's only hearsay. Like, right. I, I right. don't know how much. And really, frankly, you know, we 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 emphasize the negative at, uh, experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you see right. one person not wearing a mask, you're like, nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> and you know, that's it. It, it in, in a lot of ways, it kind of makes sense because, like, if they're exposing yourself, the mask isn't going to prevent it from necessarily exposing it to other people. So it feels yeah, like a yeah. much more dangerous thing m- than maybe it is. I right. don't know enough about the science to know whether or not it is how dangerous it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I I I I I think that like. There were probably more people than I personally think there were not wearing masks, but I don't. It did feel like people were relatively safe about stuff. Yeah. Even like even when people weren't wearing masks, there was a lot of distancing. And yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I think people were like um, doing their best, but then they 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 were all three feet apart instead of six feet apart. Yeah. And I think it was just because we, we tried to make this autonomic and I don't think, I don't think we successfully did that as a society. Yeah. Uh, so we were all on our toes the whole time. Yeah. But I think people tried. Right. Um, yeah. That was my experience, but I, I have to be open to the, to the possibility it wasn't. That's why I'm asking you the two of you because my, the slice of life I see is pretty similar to the slice of life you see. So. Mm. Yeah. Everyone in, I think everyone I know personally was really good with mask um adherence and social distancing when i would go out like to grab something from the grocery store we did most of our groceries delivered and so on and so forth but when we would go somewhere i'd like see one person in the store out of you know 50 people in the store with their mask on incorrectly right yeah you know yeah. and that always drove me crazy yeah because it's not hard you guys <laughs> right <laughs> and it doesn't do anything if your nose is sticking out yes. yeah so you might as well just take it off then. <laughs> well, that's the difference between like the the trusting people to try and actually whether they did it or not. Yeah, that just to yeah. me, I always interpreted that as like malicious compliance. Um, yeah, right. But then you don't, right, it's the background, the 50, the 50 other people in the store who have their mask on correctly. You don't notice mm-hmm. that because that's just, the, they aren't the outliers. The outlier yeah. is what you remember. Yeah. And the yeah. outliers in this case were the people not wearing their masks or not wearing them correctly or trying to cause a fuss that I can't really think of seeing that kind of malicious compliance more than a handful of times. Yeah. On the other hand, I really wasn't out doing things in buildings with other right. people more right. than a handful of times. Yeah. Right. Um, but everyone like, Walking on the walking paths, people are not wearing, they're not wearing masks, but everyone was really careful to socially distance mm-hmm. and, and that was fine. And 
I got yelled at once because I was running by a bus stop or across a intersection. I was out running mm-hmm. for exercise. Yeah. And <laughs> listeners can't see, but Ellen is mimicking a running motion with her hands <laughs> for exercise. Um, and I was like, stop. I was waiting for a traffic light to change. And this was near like a small shopping center where the grocery store is that we usually go to. And um, nobody's around, right? It's outside. Like it was outside. And somebody yelled at me for not wearing a mask. And that was like, okay, people in my neighborhood take it really seriously. Yeah. I got yelled at for not wearing a mask while I was by myself outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't need, according to the guidelines, I don't need to be wearing a mask right, right now. Right, right, right. But I appreciate that you care. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I was like, it's an overreaction, but good job. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. But I am, I am glad that you say that you said something to me because it means that you take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and then I ran away. <laughs> yeah. Because I was exercising. Right. right not right, because right, it was right. scary. Actually, I, I, I'm remembering now that I, I did go out with my parents walking because my parents have been walking a lot over mm-hmm. the, the, this whole thing. And um, when they went out, like they don't wear masks. And I was really surprised to hear that. I was like, why aren't y'all wearing masks? Because we're just walking. It doesn't like if we were running, I could see that being the case. But if we're just walking, we should, you know, we should wear masks and be safe. Um, and my parents were like, no, it's safe. We make sure to be distant when like we're crossing people around the mm-hmm. um, our walking path or whatever. Um, I put my mask on for my own comfort mm-hmm. um, when we did it. But uh yeah, like a lot of people weren't wearing masks when they were walking outside, um, on on the in the on the walking paths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like we would distance ourselves from people and stuff when we crossed paths with them. But I was just like I was very anxious that whole mm-hmm. time. I was like, yeah. why aren't why aren't these people wearing masks? What's going on? Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. And we've learned a lot more of the science of it that yeah. outdoor transmission is extremely rare. Right. So it's very likely that even people who are non-compliant in outdoors were probably not. But we didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know that then. Yeah. Um. And that's been a, that's been an interesting part of this whole thing. Is is we do these check ins. I've lamented about the, the you know, I would have just loved a big old checklist. Like yeah, yeah. you know, like um, I you know, there's a certain time. There's a certain case where sometimes, like, the government should sometimes tell you what to do. Yeah, that, that's not taking your freedom because because yeah. I don't have an opinion about whether I should wear a mask in the park or yeah. not. I have no I have no opinion either way, so I will do what you tell me. Yes. Is if I can trust, you know, there's there's obviously an element of trust involved. Yeah. But I think that there are, authorities were very resistant to having real directives because humans generally and Americans in particular are resistant to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um but also uh, our understanding changed and I think the resistance wasn't just about worrying about a reaction but also the li- we didn't have a lot of confidence in what the best practices were we never we never got a solid footing right on there we're only now getting closer to that where now that the risks generally are even less and so it's kind of almost less important for us mm-hmm. to know what the things are well i mean we've got more knowledge and skills uh instilled in the population for the next one unfortunately there will yeah, be another yeah. one um that's just how it is yep but like a lot of countries who saw um H1N1, I'm probably, I'm definitely outside of my domain here. Mm-hmm. Um, but company or uh, organizations, countries that saw, have seen pandemics in the last decade or two, yeah. had compliance that was way higher, right? When it came to countermeasures yes. and preventative measures, because they've, they've been doing it already. They know what it's like. They know what they have to do. They have the masks already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the best example of that is South Korea. Mm-hmm. South Korea was the only, uh, I think it was the only nation, and uh, I'm, 
my facts might be a little bit off, but mm-hmm. the only nation outside the Middle East that had a MERS outbreak uh, in 20 something. Yeah, um, sure. And yeah. Um, and they it was handled kind of badly. Um, it wasn't a couple of people died, but it was generally thought to have culturally it was thought to have been a big failure of government okay. uh, to to not prepare for that. Sure. Um, and so uh, when COVID came around, there was a ton of social interest, uh, public pressure to 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 do it right. Yeah. And there, there was very little um, squabbling about uh, about um, not just compliance, but about like uh, who should be in charge of deciding or. You know, like what, once a decision's been made, like how 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 long should we litigate it? Like, yeah, and they moved pretty quickly. Yeah, um, so they they were a success story early on in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's probably the best example of what you're talking about, Ellen. That, that sort of like you as a as a culture, as a society, as a as a, a civilization, you learn your lesson. Yeah, you know, and that's you know, it'd be better if we had more foresight. But learning our lessons, the next best thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to keep my masks. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I could do with them other than keep them. Yeah. Turn them yeah. into a bikini or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a very... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. They're going to stay as masks. Yeah, right? that seems... Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, folks. Enough rambling. We have pieces of news to talk about. Yes. I'm sure we can ramble our way through that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it, it's been a bit of an eventful week or two, I think, uh, just outside of us all now being vaccinated. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, Stephen, you and I both got offered jobs this past week. Yes. Um, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about as much as we can at this early stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, go first. Okay, I can go first. Yeah, I um, got an offer from Future Club. Um, they are the developers of Skullgirls. Um, and yeah, uh, well, actually I can technically get an offer. We have to figure out the details <laughs> as, as of me talking now, but yeah. I think I there's suppose- some TBD involved, but, but yes, yes, yes. When, when, um, basically the, 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 the job would, I would be a senior developer uh, for future club, Woo-hoo. um, which is, you know, is really big. So we'd be working, I would be working on their next project. Mm-hmm. What that may be. I don't know. Um, um, I would be doing a lot of the game play development stuff which is perfect because like if it was art stuff i would have art (laughs) (laughs) well that's a studio known for their really strong art styles yeah and so a lot of times indie games will be they'll cobble together art talent from the existing from what they've got going and that's a really great way to do it Mm -hmm. but this is a studio that is it brings on illustrators to really define the look of their work right yeah and that's perfect for you because you don't want any part of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah and what will be like they are doing a lot of, they're venturing into unity um and so i will be doing a lot of the uh you know setting them up for that yeah um, and i've been developing in unity for seven years longer than that probably i guess at this point um so yeah i, I will help them you know figure that all out mm-hmm. uh yeah so i'm really looking forward to it um um it is a co-op, and that's not that's not something I'm used to. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I it's it's very exciting. I'm really excited. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a you know you've talked in the past about your career as a developer mm-hmm. and like what your aims are, what you want, and and what you haven't gotten, and what 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 you like your frustrations yeah. and your triumphs. Yeah, and this show has been like we've documented a lot of that on yeah. the program, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so pleased. I'm so proud of you too. <laughs> Um, because this is, you've, you always said you don't want, you don't love development. You want to be a designer. Yeah. 
And but what is is you are an excellent developer, and this is a job where you can, um, the way you were describing it to me anyway, is that you can do a lot of the work that you are trained for, that you have the education in. Yeah, and um, you have a ton of design experience, right. but you haven't had a lot of career mentorship or opportunities in design. Yeah, and this is a place where you can get that in a place that's small enough and collaborative enough, where you get to still do some design work in a way that is su- in a supportive environment. Yeah, in a way, and and also, but you're not an intern. You're yeah. you're, you're a senior developer. Yeah. you get to bring all the skills and talent that you've had over these these past years to that process, but you don't have to choose. Yeah. Um, that's my hope for you anyways, that you you won't have to choose at this new place. You'll be able to to do both of those things. I'm really excited for yeah, you. Yeah, we, we, we actually talked about that a little bit on, during the interview process. Like, mm-hmm. um, I would like to do some design stuff. Um, and basically, they said, we're small enough a team where basically everybody's going to be doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's cool. just that some people are responsible for it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all the designers, actual spreadsheet, seeing all the numbers, Ooh, yeah. getting to see why they made, my, they made this thing nine instead of 10. And you're going to call a meeting because it's, <laughs> it's like, it's got to be 9.72. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. <laughs> I'm seeing only whole numbers in here. I know it can be better. You, 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 you don't understand how excited I am for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's brilliant. gonna be so great, <laughs> but I'm not the only one who got a job recently, right? I don't know who else got a new job. Uh, I think it was you, Mark. You- <gasps> it was. <laughs> you better remember this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> write it down. I just finished my first week. Um, um, I it's uh, I got hired by Tendershoot, um, and that's uh, the folks who did uh, Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah, and I'm been working on their next project. Yeah, um, which is very exciting because I'm going to be b- doing uh, building tools and systems. So. Um, this is also a group of developers who have uh, are new to Unity, <laughs> and so uh, I'm being brought in for my C sharp and Unity knowledge. Mm-hmm. I gotta say though, the, the 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 lead developer that I'm working with, Mike, is um, you wouldn't know it uh, oh. he, uh, just from the work I've been doing this past week. He's he's really taking quickly to a lot of this stuff. Cool. Um, so I um I, when I was talking to them in an interview, they were you know I was saying like you know we need someone who can kind of show us the rope sometimes, and I'm like brilliant. I have actually some experience doing that kind of work and I, I i i that's not a burden on me i'm happy to be a resource as well as you know uh, uh providing extra work of my own yeah um but i and, and i've been a you know i've been a a sounding board on that so far but i don't think i'm gonna have to be doing a ton of that work i think <laughs> they're catching on quick and i'm really mm-hmm. pleased about that that's good um but yeah i'm gonna be i i mean i want there's so much i want to talk about uh, with it um but i think it won't make a lot of sense at first but like i'm building like um you know i'm like creating a programming language for this this thing um this is really really cool and what's great about it is like your the experience you're describing steven um this is a very very small team Mm -hmm. and um it's a um if anyone's played hypnospace outlaw you know that that game has a ton of its content uh was driven by its structure yeah and and vice versa and so that is definitely gonna be the case for this new project where a lot of the um the way um, basically I'm building these tools for people to create content with what that means is that I'm building the playground for them to play in yeah. in a way that's going to define what this content is which is it's so up my alley yeah I mean it's uh, it's amazing how this is exactly the right work for me in the sense that like um, you know they didn't hire me as a designer but it's the same thing it's like yeah. I will be unavoidably doing design work on this project mm-hmm. in a way that is um, I'm very very excited about yeah um, and so it's been a, a real blast and it's it's the 
it looked like a cool thing to to go for. <laughs> when I talked to them, we clicked immediately. And when I found out what it really was, um, I got extremely excited. And then they offered it to me, you know, the next day. And so it's just been smooth sailing so far. <laughs> we'll see how smooth sailing it goes. <laughs> um, but I like I I love the folks involved. And um, it's a it's also a part time job for me. Yeah. So it's going to be three days a week, which means I still have the rest of my week to do to finish my own games, which that's been always the re- I've always been resistant to, to getting a job in, in games because I I don't necessarily want to. Um, I mean, I guess I have it both ways. I didn't really want to work on somebody else's game. That was not something I wanted to do. Sure. You know, I would I would love to be I'm happy to be third on the on the list. You know, like it's somebody else's vision, but I'm there you know, uh, leading the charge like that's it's not that I it needs to be my my vision or anything, but I don't I don't want to I don't just want to do the labor like I've done that in in my career in media and that's really unsatisfying. Yeah. Um. And so um, I, w- I was always resistant to that because then I wouldn't be able to do my own projects. Um. But in this case, not only am I the basically the number three on this project in the sense that like I get to contribute, but also support a core vision. That I don't have the responsibility for, which is also nice. Yeah. Um. But I get to have a lot, of, a lot of say, which is good. But also, I get the rest of my, I get the rest of the week to keep working on my own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't have to go hustling for gigs. I don't like it, my next two years are scheduled, and I'm really, really pleased about that. It's still, it means that I only have, you know, I mean, I'm working the weekend, so four days a week, I'm be working on Metro Nexus and and the and my Playdate project. Yeah. And there, anything else that I put together, that is less time than I've been able to devote the past few months. But it's ultimately the best thing for me right now. So yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And, and the way you were describing this job to me before, I was like, this is the perfect, literally the perfect yeah. job for you. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, un- it's uncanny. <laughs> and ha- I mean, it was a bit of a stroke of luck. I just, I, mm-hmm. was, I mean, like any job, you see a listing, you go for it, and then you imagine yeah. all the other ways it could have gone. But it is so unbelievably perfect for me. Yeah. In a way that is just unbelievable. And it just a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't a, even a, something I would con- have considered. So it's amazing how quickly these things can, can happen for you. Yeah. yeah. You know? You're ready for it and you're open for it. and being yourself yeah yeah exactly right congratulations you guys thank you so much (laughs) well alan you you transitioned as well over over our time being online recording online well it was a lot it was a little while ago but you you've probably settled into a groove at this point i'd like to hear alan this section is split in three you need to take your third of this section i wanted to see if i could hold the play date (laughs) (laughs) oh it's right here yeah yeah um things are fine for me yeah (laughs) yep that's it. Nothing is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm still moving rocks sure. on the landscape. Haven't killed any plants. Oh, I'm holding the play date. It's so cute. Well, if you go ahead and press A, you'll launch the the in progress application, and we could because we could just announce it on the show. I'm working on Widget Satchel too. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Look at the little zoom. <laughs> <laughs> The, that's bigger than I remember. There's it being. a sprocket. He's <laughs> jumping. <laughs> what does the crank do? Uh, it does nothing in the main menu, but if you go to the, um, there's a bunch of signs above you. Blink. Um, Blink. <laughs> go ahead under the gravimetric sign. Gravometric. Ooh, I'm having a difficult time jumping over there. <laughs> oh, there. Got it. Gravimetrics. Yeah. And then go ahead and press uh, B, and that will launch the mini game. This is going to be a mini game collection yeah. that uses all the hardware. On the play date, this amazing bunch of stuff, and then um, the 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 game that that is the prototype that, of the game that Ellen is looking at now. It's the only one that's working in the game right now. Use the crank to rotate one of our tidy bots, the little robots that you face, and then you have to use a, a stylus to move like a radi- on a radial maze on the top of this this robot that you're rotating. 
and um, to basically break all of its components. <laughs> <laughs> and so the 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 mechanic is such that uh, I've described this to you, Stephen, a couple of times, I yeah. think, but I don't think I've talked about it on the show. Um, but in but the game will have a bunch of mini games, and each mini game is kind of a um, sort of tower defense, uh, uh, high score style where um, you have to kind of um, you work to break a bunch of stuff, and each each game is a little bit different. And then ultimately, the um, <laughs> Ellen just handed me the play. Thought game. it was broken. Yeah. Ah. Um, well, a lot of things don't work, so it is kind of broken. It's um, in development. Sorry, yeah, in development. It's not yeah. broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the idea is that you you basically you go to these mini games, and then you have to keep an eye on the other mini games repair steps. So the humans on the, on the bridge will fix the things you break. How dare they? And so <laughs> you have to break them in a in an order in order to keep it broken as long as possible. Yeah. And that's very sprocket. And the game is over once they've repaired all the systems. Um, and so while you're doing a mini game, which is in, in the, you can either it's a, a maze or an accelerometer driven labyrinth. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a, um, a, a guitar hero style rhythm game because the thing has a microphone. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. DS style. Um, bunch of, I have a bunch of fun ideas for these games. As you do those, you need to kind of say, okay, now I've done this well enough. I need to go quickly. It's plate spinning. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the metaphor that I should have used from the beginning. <laughs> it's plate spinning, and if you can spin the plates long enough uh, and keep the bi- keep the humans busy, um, you'll get the high score. And I yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this as a meta game. It also lets me like play with all the components as a little piece of hardware. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Ellen's having such a good time. Oh man, <laughs> this is a hard maze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But um. The uh, panic who makes a play date? They're going to be um. They're, do- they're putting out another um update a video that sort of showcases some of the the work they've been doing and the people who have been in the developer preview game and Ooh. this will be part of it you'll Yay! see a, a, people will see a little bit of a, a maybe a four or five second taste along with all the other, all the other really amazing projects That's cool. that the developers are doing um so stay tuned for that but yeah, yeah it's a good good opportunity to announce what it is i'm working on with this thing yeah oh boy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we 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 we've talked for a while now yeah um and is we, that how this works we just talk for a while and then we stop and doing we're that? done we're supposed to do that for this episode because it was a special and nobody told me we were supposed to have an outro so uh-huh. we don't have an outro yeah it's, uh, play nice i looked at my script Make nice. so <laughs> until we until we start again do it again one more make nice time. nice games that's not my line slash discord <laughs> <laughs> nice games dot club Slash Discord. Nicegames.club slash Discord. Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Nicegames.club slash feedback. Yep. Nicegames.club slash feedback. Email us. Contact at nicegames.club. Dale tweets things. Dale tweets things. Like (laughs) such such as game dev resources and insert funny tweet here. Yep. All that. Uh. Uh, if you want, we have show notes. We've got a page. We are not going to have show notes. I promise Probably you. Probably not. No, I it's going to be. I, I, I had be... ambitions to take notes. I didn't do that either. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a Patreon. Mm-hmm. patreoncom slash Give us your money. Yeah, we, we did that website because this is an episode worth paying for. You better believe. <laughs> No, no, we're not putting this on the Patreon. We, we only put things on there worth paying for. No, right, right, right. There are extra things on the Patreon. I just posted something on the Patreon that was cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Check all of those things out. Uh, peace. Hug your friends. <laughs> if you can. Hug your friends if you can. I love it. Yes, hug your friends if you can. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I haven't hit stop yet, so... <laughs>
Cool. <laughs> how cool. do we know when to end? You know, normally, how do we know when to end? How- <laughs> There's an outro. Oh, the song right. ends. The song stops. <laughs> Play us home. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> to do what? To close us out. <laughs> Speed me up, Scotty. <laughs> You know, I th- I was really I was trying to be good this episode about Star Trek. Yeah, well, but- when you put me in a corner, I don't know. When I'm surrounded by Star Trek things, this is your. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. You should be glad we didn't play Star Trek trivia. We have the whole deck oh, in front of us, organized by season. Yeah. Stop it now <laughs> before we do trivia. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Oh Lord. 